Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes. Every day I'll give you insights and encouragement. That's a year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on and they're trying to figure out how do I deal with this and I always know Jesus has the answer he has that next step for you let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you Welcome to Your Next Step from the Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Pastor Doug. Pastor Doyle's with me. Pastor Doyle, we don't really know what to call today. Our, our producer says this is return day, happy return day. For some I don't people, even know what that means. Oh, you take your gifts back that you don't like. Oh, well, I never take them back. Well, I don't think I don't I've know, ever maybe. done that either. Uh, if if mine goes back, it's because Jennifer takes it because, you know. No, my, I, I t- my wife bought me some shorts one time that had a sriracha logo on them or something. I don't know why she thought I wanted that. I did take that back, but I think that's about the only one. Maybe it's because she thinks you're hot stuff. (laughs) Maybe. That's appropriate for your wife. But it's also boxing day for some people. I don't know. I'm not a boxer. I I don't think it refers to to punching, but I'm not Uh, sure. I think that's about putting food in a box, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it has something to do with like a cardboard box. But uh, we're still talking here on the day after Christmas about relationships, aren't we? We are. I want to talk about the five lies that keep us apart, because I I think that in this season, a lot of times our relationships can get sideways, Mm -hmm. and if we can recognize the lie, and, and we know that Satan is the author of lies. Absolutely. He tries to convince us of things, and because of that, we don't really share with one another. I'm, I'm going to give you the fifth lie, but you'll have to listen to get the other four, okay? Gotcha. The fifth lie is we just don't want to be pushy, and I think we even do that with our family. When we get you know around our family or we get around our friends, we don't want to, to overdo it, and I think that uh, Jesus is very winsome and you can do this in a kind, loving way to to be with your friends. So don't don't believe you're being pushy just by uh, spending time with your family right now. Well, getting out of these five lies would definitely be a Christmas gift. That's what we want to offer to you right now. Thanks again for being with us. And here we go with Christmas time relationships. I was at a friend's house, and they said, "Have you had Mega Stuff Oreos?" I said, excuse me? Don't you mean double stuff? They said, no. These are mega stuff. I'm like, okay, get them out, you know. And I'm like, wow, these are really good. You know when you triple the sugar? It has a big impact. Now, what what was interesting to me about that is that why is it that we're excited to share about mega stuff. But Jesus, uh, a little bit hard. Don't want to offend anybody. I love this quote from Kirk Cameron. Now, you need to know, I like Kirk Cameron. He, he's a neat guy. You know, um, if, if you're probably over 40, you probably know him from growing pains. Jennifer still considers him a heartthrob. That's fine. I won. Okay. <laughs> I won. 
All right? But listen to what Kirk Cameron has to say. He said, if you had the cure for cancer, wouldn't you share it? You have the cure for death. Get out there and share it. Why would we be silent if we're truly believers? Recently, another friend said to me, hey, have you been to Sheets? I said, can you say that one more time? (laughs) Sheets. I sleep on sheets. What are you talking about? S-H-E-E-T-Z. I said, help me. It's, it, they said, it's where you fuel up, but it's, it's also a convenience store. They've, they've got one over there uh, on, on West Broad Street where, where Sears used to be and, and, and the old mall, Westland Mall. You know, I was like, oh, okay. They said, it's amazing. I'm like, it's a gas station. Oh, no. You can order food there, comfort food. I mean, it's really good. I mean, this person was going on and on and on and on about sheets. And as I'm sitting there thinking, and I know this person, I love this person, I thought, I wonder if they talk that convincingly about the church next door. You know, they put up a snow globe. We got to get inside and take our picture. We got to ice skate. Part of the reason we do that is because we do want you to have an experience that is shareable to a world that is real. You you understand what I'm saying? But if we stop there and we don't talk about the real meaning, the real purpose of why we gather, if we're only a church because we do cool pictures, then that's not a good reason. It's, It's about the gospel. It's about the good news of Jesus. And, and, and so I thought maybe we ought, to, we ought to unpack some of the lies that keep us apart or keep us from sharing, or sometimes we even believe, and so we kind of keep God at a distance. And, and I want to kind of try to do this kind of quickly, but, but can I, I, I got to say something to you. The other, the other day, I'm, I'm on my phone. I, I got this new sprayer because, you know, we're redoing our house and I'm doing some painting. I'm trying to learn how to use it. And so like every good young modern person, I Google how to use this sprayer, how to set it up because I don't want to read the manual. All right. It's a lot faster to watch the two minute setup video that, I don't know, some dude in his garage made. All right. And, 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 or do that. It's okay. I, I don't care who shows me how. And I'm watching this, but then in my feed below it, there's this other guy, and he's talking about pouring concrete. And so when I get done with my my video, this other thing just pops into my feed. And you need to know, like, I don't know, four weeks ago, I poured some concrete myself, and it was at the last minute. I thought, well, maybe I'll I'll learn some more. I've poured concrete before. And this guy is saying some crazy things. He's like saying, he's like, he's like, so you want to pour some concrete? All you need is, is a few boards. And he said, you do it like this. And he, and he said, you know, if you see a truck in your neighborhood, go knock on the concrete truck driver's door and say, hey, man, when you're done, would you mind? I'll give you 20 bucks. Would you come over and just give me some concrete? He said, it'll work every time. And I'm going, dude is crazy. But he's really convincing. You know what I'm saying? Like he, is, like he is convinced that you can do this. And he's trying to convince you how you can pour. I watch on a little bit more and he said, if you'll stop by the hardware store and buy this self-leveling compound that they use on floors and pitch it in there, it'll self-level your concrete. At that point, I'm like, baloney, all right? 
And what you and I have seen is this. We live in a world that is convinced, or at least they, they talk really convicted or with conviction about these lies that they live under. And so you and I, we listen to the lies and we begin to believe, well, maybe there's some truth there. After I got to a certain little point in the video, I realized if I just looked at the notes that it was a bunch of baloney. This guy was just trying to get hits on his YouTube channel. And you and I live in a world where lies are being presented on a daily basis, extremely convincingly. And if you go by the person's demeanor and just the manner in which they share it, it does not mean that it's truth. So here are four lies. Number one, number one, my, my spiritual life is personal. Now, what's interesting about this, if you'd asked that 40 years ago, okay, if you'd ask the generation, they would have said that's the way they viewed their, they went to church, they loved God, but they didn't want to share it. It's new. Today, the new, uh, my, my spiritual life is personal means something totally different today, and you need to understand that. It, 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 there is a kernel of truth here. Your spiritual life is personal, all right? The, the scripture, it says for us in, in multiple places, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's a personal relationship with God. In, in Matthew 6, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. That's true. There is a personal relationship in your relationship with God, but it does not end there. Because God has always had a people, and he's always invited us into community. And if you and I want to somehow say that we don't need the community of faith, that we don't need Jesus as he wanted us, he said, you need to be a part of community. It's why he had 12 disciples. It's why wherever he went, he talked to crowds. See what I'm saying? It's just perfectly illogical. But this is what we're saying. In the same way that I walk into Starbucks... And they say, hey, give me a vente with a, with a shot of this and a squirt of that and a little bit of this because I believe that I'm making the most unique Doyle drink ever. And so we think that our spirituality ought to be like our Starbucks and that I'm going to create my own religion, my own spirituality that fits just me. Do you realize that the core of that is a belief that you are God? right down to the religion that you create for yourself? There is no humility. There is no recognition that there is something broken in me, that there's something broken with all humanity. I mean, can you imagine? I, I, actually, I actually said this last hour, and, and, I, and a couple football players were here from OSU. I said, can you imagine going to Ryan Day and saying, you know, Coach, I've just got to do it my way. I'm my own kind of player. This whole team player thing ain't working for me. Yeah, buddy. You can go home, and I'll make sure you get there right now. That's what we're saying to God. We're saying, God, you don't get to say anything about the way I live. I don't even want to believe in you right now because it's inconvenient to my moral goals that I've decided to adjust according to what your standard was, and I've got my own moral standards. 
See, this whole idea that my spiritual life is personal really is a belief that I'm going to create my own religion around me that fits just me, and I don't need to be a part of organized religion. The question that we have to ask is, is it working? It's not. The invitation of God is a relationship with him that, that enables you to have a healthy relationship with the rest of the world around you human and nature. Second lie that we use is my personality isn't suited for church. So what we say is, you know, I'm just not an organized religion kind of person. You know, my personality, I'm just an introvert. And then we go through, you know, if you, when you take my personality test, I'm an Enneagram, whatever. I'm a Myers-Briggs. We come up with all these. Listen, we fo- so focused on ourselves that we haven't recognized that we are part of a larger group of people called humanity. This is why we're divided and we're, we're harming one another. We think I have a right. No. Your personality was designed for relationship. And so you and I need the church. We need one another. We are suited for the body of Christ. I already have a community of friends. This is another excuse we say. You know, I've got my friends at work, or I've got my friends at school. I've got my, you know, and because of Facebook and groups now, you can create a group for people that hop on one foot with green hair, that like Tuesday the best, and have kittens. I don't know, you know. And, and you, we, we, we've so segmented ourselves down to these little groups, and we find our identity in those. And I'm not against that, okay? It's great if you've got a, a group of people that identifies with where you're at and what you're learning and what you're doing. But that's very different from a group of people that's interested in a relationship with God, that believes that their origin comes from Him, that they find their meaning from Him, that, that he has established what it is to be moral and how I treat one another and where I will ultimately be. And, 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 and the reason that becomes important is you need that. You need other people that are working through the rough edges. Because see, at church, someone shares with me and I'm like, oh, wow, I was making that mistake. I am making that mistake. I need to change. God help me. See, that when, when you and I are together, in, in life together, committed to one another, this is why we do small groups. This is why we do ministry teams. It's, it's why people show up on the tower every week because they want to do life with other people and they want to talk about life. They want to do something that matters, that's meaningful for them and that's healthy for them. And it's, I'm doing life that matters and I feel better because I know I'm not alone in this. Uh-oh, the loneliness is gone. Do you realize that just inviting people to come to church with you or to, to test out a ministry team with you? One of the teenagers that, that volunteers around here this morning had a friend shadowing with them. Hmm. Why? Because they're inviting them to do life with them. See, you and I, we need our community of friends, but we still need the, the body of believers. You need people that are hashing out the real difficulty things in life. Number four, I love this one. I'm focusing my attention on my family right now. And so I've just kind of put the pause on the whole religion thing and, and, and those things. I'm just going to stay at home. We're going to have worship together. You know, I had a really bad experience once. Well, when was it? It was, it was 1972. Wow. That must have been bad, you know. 
Listen, we use it as an excuse, see? And what's happened is we're getting separated from the people that add value to us and give us strength. Listen, I I believe you need to invest in your family. In this place, we invest a large amount of resources in children, in youth, in family, because we want to help you. But what happens is this. When you and I come together, we all agree that God is our creator, our origin. We all agree that meaning comes from a relationship with him and, and walking as Christ did. And we all believe that there are certain shared values of what's right and wrong, morality, and we will ultimately be, then we become a part of a family that's going to reunite one day in heaven around the marriage supper of the Lamb, and this family is for eternity. Wow. Mind-blowing. And, 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 and this idea somehow that I need to take a break from God, it doesn't work out. I've watched it way too much. Somehow we hit the pause button, and we somehow never hit the play again. It's like one of those videos you're watching and you got kind of bored with it and you hit pause on it and you never finished it. That's what we do to God. And it's dangerous for our spirituality. It's dangerous for our future. The last lie that I hear that I've actually fallen into myself at times is what I can. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be one of those obnoxious Christians. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Now, the last one, the hypocrite thing, is kind of interesting to me. So the reason we don't share, the reason we don't talk about God, the reason we've, we've, we've backed off from gathering with our friends that are believers is because I don't want someone to find out that I'm not perfectly consistent. Isn't there a hypocrisy in totally avoiding leaning in to giving it your best? That itself is hypocrisy, is it not? We use hypocrisy as a shield from just being honest and from showing up. What you and I have to say is this, I have no intention of being a hypocrite. So I'm going to show up. I'm going to give it my best. And, and I don't want to be obnoxious and I don't want to be rude. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be loving. And I'm going to be kind. And I'm going to give you my best. And if for some reason I, I fail at that, if somehow I come across as insensitive, please tell me because I don't want to be. I want you to know that you are valuable and that you are loved. And by golly, you're not alone. If you feel like life is crappy at times, I'm right in there with you. If you feel like there's injustice and there's unkindness and there's bad in this world, I experience it. But I've decided not to let my feelings about that define how I live. I've decided to let Jesus Christ, the Lord of my life, be the one that establishes how I live because he knows the pain of this world. He showed up. He showed up when no one else would. And by golly, I'm going to show up for him. I'm going to show up as his follower. I'm going to show up. I'm going to wear his name proudly. I'm going to stand tall and I'm going to give my best because he is worthy because he gave me his best. See, that's what it's about. 
And yet what we do is we use these, these five lies and they're told to us very convincingly, sometimes by people who claim to be Christ followers themselves and they've just totally backed off from God and, and, and you know, they've checked out. No, no, not me. I'm checking in. I'm, 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 I'm stepping up to the line. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to give it my all because he gave me his all. Listen to what Paul says. The church was saying, well, how do we do this, okay? Who me? I can't, I can't share Jesus. I can't do this. Paul, he's challenging these new believers in Rome. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That's why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. What Paul is saying is you have to, sh- to share for Christ to win their hearts. You and I have to talk about him. We have to be willing to, to go. And so this weekend, we're asking you to take that first step. We're asking you to begin to make a list of people that you're praying for. You may not have been intentional about this, but we want you to be clear about it. Are there people in your life that need God? Are there people in your life that you know are far from God? Are there people in your life that are confused about God? Maybe you're confused about God. Maybe you want to write your own name down on the list. God, I'm praying that I'll get it. Maybe you want to pray for me. Pastor is clearly lost. He's watching YouTube channels about self-leveling concrete. He needs help. I'm cool with your prayers for me. I need prayer. But what if there's a people in your life that you're the one, the only one that'll ever pray for them? What if you're the one family member, co-worker, student in their class that God has perfectly designed to show them what Christian flesh looks like? Romans chapter 10. This is Paul. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. There's something about your and my believing but then also sharing it that transforms our life with God. And I want to invite you in this Christmas season, when people are willing to have conversations about Christ, talk about Him more in a loving, kind way. Pastor Doyle, we are so thankful we have so many people listening to your next step. Love to uh, talk with them a little bit more. Well, I would. You know, every uh, every week I get emails from people, but I find there's other people who know, I don't know how to contact you. So if you'll just email me at pastor at tcnd.com, dot o-r-g that's type out the word pastor and then the at sign t-c-n-d which is the church next door dot o-r-g and i will actually respond to the email because i love to hear your questions about the bible and the church next door and uh, i can tell you this in the new year we're going to have some more resources for you so you want to be on our email list we want to encourage you we want to help you grow closer to god that's really our dream to help you be a fully committed follower of Jesus. Texting can help uh, here as well. They That's can right. text us at 888-644-4034. Again, 
644-4034. We will ask for your name once we get your first text, but that'll yeah. put you in touch with us and you know we can share some information. Well, that's my preferred method of communication is texting because um, I just I can deal with it really quickly and everything. So I, I, I encourage you to text us. Or check the website, TCND, TCND, thechurchnextdoor.org is going to bring you to our website. That's right. Or you can always go thechurchnextdoor.org. So hope to hear from you as we move into the new year. We would love to keep this relationship going. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. When we gather together like this every day, I think it's really important that we we think about how are we inviting God into this situation. So every day, I want to take a little bit of a moment to pray to ask God to move in our world. So right now, let's bow our heads and pray for our faith to increase. Father, we have a confession today. We have a confession, and that fa- the confession is... I'm going to start over. Father, we, we have a confession to make today. We, we have a confession that we want to apologize because we haven't always understood faith. We, we know that, that when Jesus taught about faith, he, he compared it to a mustard seed. And he said it would grow into a bush that, that, that would become like a tree and, and birds could live in it. So you, you have an expectation that our faith would be powerful enough to sustain a life, even if it's a small life like a bird. And Jesus, you said that if we had faith, we could move mountains. And and, and we have to be honest, we've kind of debated with you about whether or not that was a metaphor or what that meant. And yet you were challenging us to think more about our faith. Lord, we know that it is impossible to please you without faith. That's what it says in Hebrews. So today we humbly come and like the father who needed faith for his son to get deliverance, we say, help our unbelief. We say no to all our doubts today and we say, increase our faith. Take the ways that we've been generous. Take the ways the way we have prayed. Take the ways that we have served you and cause them to be fruitful and multiply. Show us what we need to do today so that our faith might grow, that our doubts might be pruned, and that we might become the followers you intended us to be. Lord, we want to be a people of faith. You said that we would do greater things than you because of what you've given us. So give us more of your Holy Spirit. But Lord, give us the gift of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow, that was so good. Didn't you enjoy that prayer? Well, would you like more help learning to pray? Then go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email, and we'll give you our free prayer guide. It's an ebook. You can download it. You'll have it right there. And you can join us daily as we learn to pray. We ask God for great things. You know, it will change your life to pray daily. And we need your help. We need your support, your prayer support. So give us your email today at yournextstepnow.com. Your Next Step is the ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. 
That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.